based on what teenagers are experiencing. And, 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 you know, it's not terribly different when you grow into adulthood either, but we just have this impulse in ourselves to cover ourselves mm. and to, to prove ourselves. And, and honestly, that's one of the, the reasons I've loved Rooted so much is, you know, a lot of it flows out of Cameron Cole's story and uh, reference a little bit that towards the end of the book, that, that idea of you don't have to prove yourself. Amen. Welcome to the Rooted Youth Ministry Podcast, which aims to advance gospel-centered youth ministry by equipping and empowering youth ministers and parents to faithfully disciple students towards lifelong faith in Jesus Christ. The Rooted Youth Ministry Podcast is part of the Rooted Family of Podcasts, which also includes Ask Alice, Thanos to Theos, and the Rooted Parent Podcast. To learn more about Rooted, visit www.rootedministry.com. I'm your host, Davis Lacey. I'm excited to be speaking with a fellow Georgia native and even fellow alumnus of my college, Mercer University. Go Bears! And my, uh, my guest today on the podcast is Greg Meyer. Greg holds an MDiv from Reformed Theological Seminary. Um, as I mentioned, not just a degree, but a Bachelor of Science in Engineering degree, as I do, from Mercer University. And uh, He's presently serving as an assistant pastor at Covenant Presbyterian Church in St. Louis, Missouri. Greg, big go bears to you, sir, and uh, welcome to this episode of the Rooted Youth Ministry Podcast. Thank you so much, Davis, and let's go bears. I don't get to meet a fellow bear very often, especially in a podcast, so I want to give a, a yeah, big let's go bears um, response to you, my friend. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Um, how are you doing today? I, you know, I, I gave a very basic introduction of you, but how are you? How's your family? Help our listeners that may not be familiar with who you are get to know you a little bit. Sure. No, um, I'm married to Mary Jane. Uh, we've been uh, married going on 12 years, and we have uh, four little ones, uh, three boys and a little girl. And uh, so our life is full, and uh, life is a lot of frenzy, but a lot of energy, <laughs> a lot, lot of energy and fun. So we're just coming off of you know Christmas and all that. So. Um, yeah, we're, we're jumping back into all the things of, of school and activities, uh, sports and all those things. But yeah, we, our life is full and, and lots of fun with, with these kiddos. And, and we're really grateful that uh, the Lord's blessed us um, with them um, and, and just our, and our church family. And um, we're in a time of a, a pastoral transition with our, our senior pastor having just taken a new call. And so, um, yeah, it's, there's a lot happening, a lot of um, change and excitement. But um, yeah, that's kind of the big stuff right now for us. I, I mean, you know, standing in the gap in your church during a leadership transition, uh, having a wife and four babies of your own, and then um, just just recently, uh, you have sort of had a, a fifth baby, though not a human baby, but a uh, a book baby. It probably feels that sometimes like you were in labor pains as you were producing. Uh, a new book called A Student's Guide to Justification. And, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So thank you for agreeing to, to join us um, and, and share a little bit about the book. Happy to, happy to talk about it. it yeah, it's been, uh, I don't know about the labor pains, but it is a small little thing. And uh, I'm glad to share it with the world. <laughs> well, so the, you know, your book, A Student's Guide to Justification, is part of a larger series of books designed for students and student ministry, and it's called the Track Series. So I'd love for you to tell us first and foremost, before we get into your specific book, Tell us about the series that your book's part of. Who's overseeing the track series? What sort of topics are covered in this series? 
um, and how can titles in the track series help youth ministers who are in the trenches uh, laboring with teenagers? Yeah, sure, Davis. It's uh, the track series. I think is pretty unique. Um, it's it's done by it's kind of a collaboration between Christian Focus publications uh, based in the UK um, and Reform uh, Youth Ministries or RYM, which I know uh, collaborates with uh, Rooted a good bit too. Sure. But it's it's the it's a series of books with uh, three tracks: uh, doctrine, Christian life, and culture. Trying to have some uh, rich, theologically rich uh, books. Um, but they're also brief and really accessible um, just for teens and young adults. Um, and really is a refresher to, to anyone um, that you can just put in the hands of someone who's, who's trying to find out more about justification or sanctification or technology, anxiety, depression. Um, gaming is one of the, the new offerings as well. Um, so some really um, practical and helpful topics. And uh, yeah, the, the idea is to, to give some, a good, rich resource, but also something that's really accessible that can be used for evangelism, uh, can be used in discipleship, uh, can be used by small groups, um, just really all kinds of different different avenues there. But it's, it's, I feel like it's pretty unique and, and real excited about um, the opportunities that, uh, that they've already seen with the series and, and hopefully with this, this new book as well. Yeah, awesome. Well, we will be sure that we link the track series in the show notes of this episode so that our listeners can find out more about it. But you set the, the stage really well to talk about your specific installment of the book, which is a student's guide to justification. And the first question I've got for you is I'd love to hear just a little bit more about the background of the book. What made you passionate to write this book for students on the topic of justification? Well, uh, just to start with, there was the opportunity to write the book. And so that was the first thing. But um I, I, I've told myself, well, if, if I can't talk about the gospel, if I can't talk about justification, I don't know what I'm doing. So, uh, you know, th- thankfully, that's that's something I've had a chance to, to think about and talk about a little bit in um, about a decade of youth ministry. And uh, maybe more personally for me, I, I, I did grow up in the church, did grow up going to Christian schools, uh, but found myself in a place in high school where I, I, I um I knew a lot of stuff about Jesus. I knew a lot of things about scripture, uh, maybe some things theologically, but I, I didn't have a real vibrant relationship with Jesus. And I didn't really see that grace um, and, and his a relationship with him uh, was at the heart of it and um, was trying to cover over my insecurities, trying to prove myself through all kinds of different activities and, and uh, just posturing. Um, and so uh <laughs> you know, really God encountered me in, in a low point for me. My part of my story is I was, I was suspended from high school and that's when I kind of had my conversion experience. Um, and uh, to, to, to find out that, you know, not only did Jesus cover my sins and forgive me, um, lay down his life for me, but he also lived on my behalf, you know, that, that free gift of righteousness that I could never earn. Um, so I didn't have to prove myself. And um, so, so that it's really at a heart, uh, the heart of things for me and my story and kind of driven me in youth ministry is I don't want others, my, my students, I don't want young people to miss that. You know, I missed it. And uh, I, I would love to spare them the, the, the agony and the frustration of those, those years and those seasons um, and, and that they can be introduced to Christ at a, at a younger time and, and find the freedom and the joy that, that comes from walking with him and knowing him. That makes a lot of sense to me. So tell us now how you went about doing that as you wrote your book. Give me, um, you don't have to break it down chapter by chapter, but you can if you want to, but give me an overview of what's in the book, the table of contents. Um, what were some of the aspects of the doctrine of justification that you sought to address? 
Sure. Um, well, first of all, it's a word that makes not a lot of sense to most people. It's a, it's a churchy word. It's a theological word. So I wanted to do a lot of defining of terms. Um, but what I, what I like to do um, often when, when teaching is, is start with the why question. Why are we even talking about this? I think increasingly today, you kind of have to earn the right to be heard of why does this even matter? You know, why does, why do these churchy words, these theological concepts matter for my life? And so try to flip those questions instead of addressing what is justification or off the bat, we talk about why is it important? And, and the big, the big why, re, you know, the answer to that is uh, we have a life and death problem, which is sin and the, and the consequences of sin, which is death. Um, and we need a savior and we need, uh, we, we are, we are not right with God and we need to be made right with God and try to, to highlight that and, and, and encourage people to own that so that the good news can really be good. Um, the good news can only be good if we've embraced the bad news first, um, which is hard to do. It's uh, something, again, that's of grace. Um, but try, trying to address it with starting with why rather than what right away. So we kind of unpack it. And I'm unashamedly um, Reformed Presbyterian. We, I unpack a little bit of the, um, the Westminster Shorter Catechism in there, the definition um, because it's a rich resource, but try to explain it because it's even though it was designed for young people in its day, um, it can be a little dense and hard to access. Um, and so uh, that was the idea there, but really tried to do something a little, hopefully a little bit different with the book to try to set it in a relational context that justification is part of the broader story of scripture of what God is doing by uh, binding himself to people and love and covenant. And uh, we see that unfolding throughout um, the story of scripture. Um, but, but also to see yeah, that this is God doing this is because he loves his people. He, he comes after, after us. And so uh, wanting to kind of frame it in more relational terms. And I, I just think that is a little, that, that there's something apologetically that's um, helpful about that these days as well. And, uh, you, you know, I, we could just talk about justification in this like point by point bullet point form, which has its place. But I feel like in terms of, you know, uh, ease of understanding or just persuasiveness setting in a relational context is a little bit more helpful. I agree. I agree with you. And just from, from personal experience, when my sanctification really clicked was when I got justification in terms, mm-hmm. not just of positional doctrines, although that's important, but the person behind those positional doctrines, if that makes sense, what you're saying, I think is really helpful. Yeah. That, that's a huge thing for me. And I've just been communicating that more with our students and at our churches, you know, scripture, all, all of scripture, all of God's revelation creation too, is a means to the end of knowing the living God, Amen. father, son, and Holy spirit. And so really trying to, 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 to frame it with that. And, and you mentioned sanctification to really um, uh, make that connection to towards the end of the book, uh, because this is, uh, you know, part of the series, you know, there's also uh, sanctification and glorification. So I, when I was writing the book, I was trying to, think, look at those books that had already been written and, and, and think, how can, how can I write this in a way where it sets, sets up well to flow into those other two books we have in the series? Uh, I'm thankful that you gave me an e-edition of your book uh, through the interview preparation process. What I love about it is that it is concise. It's a gift, especially for those of us who are laboring in the trenches of ministry and particularly student ministry. Um, so I, I'm really grateful for that. And on those lines, I would love to hear a little bit more um, of some of the practical features the book has that will help youth workers specifically maybe come alongside of students and use this as a resource that will help disciple students towards lifelong faith in Jesus Christ. Sure. Well, 
part of it is I think the the way the book and the ser- this this track series is designed in, in the first place is helpful because not everybody has the time or the ability to soak in the the uh, more expansive works on on justification, um, which have its place. And you know, therein lot was the challenge. You know, writing this book is how do you take something that could have a huge book written about it and, and be concise? Yeah. Um, but uh, it's desi- it's designed to be read quickly. Um, and also to be something that um, at the end of each chapter, there's a main point. So um, to, to kind of crystallize each chapter down to, to one thing you'll walk away with, um, it, you have that in each chapter. You also have some questions for reflection. So um, as, as you're doing it on your own, or if you're doing it as a small group, it, it sets up a good discussion, hopefully. Um, and in the back, you know, um, we talk a lot about a lot of churchy words, theological terms, which are not um, bad. They may be scary at first if you don't know what they mean or haven't encountered them before. Um, but we want to help people understand those terms because they're really helpful and there's a history behind uh, the use of some of this language uh, that really is beneficial. And so we have a glossary in the back. And I think all most of the, the track books have this to kind of give uh, concise definitions. If you've ever read Concise Theology by J.I. Packard, yeah. it's, it's kind of like that, which is really, really helpful for, to, to go back to as well. You, you read the book and you're like, Hey, what was that about again? And you can jump back to it. That's really helpful, man. That's really helpful. Um, I think this is going to be a great resource for folks who are in the trenches of youth ministry, seeking to do youth ministry in a grace filled gospel centered Bible saturated way. And I'm excited to continue this conversation with you and talk through maybe some of the, I'm not just the features of the book, but some of the practical outworkings of the doctrine of justification and how it connects with the lives of real teenagers. Um, But before we do that, Greg, I'm going to give a pause now so that we can hear a word from the sponsor of today's episode. Reformed Youth Ministries, RYM, is celebrating 50 years of ministry in 2022. Local church youth ministry is the heartbeat of RYM. Our mission is to serve the church in reaching and equipping youth for Christ through summer conferences for youth groups, training and pastoral care for youth leaders, and resources for leaders, parents, and students. We'd love to serve your ministry at one of our six conferences this summer. The theme for this year is All Things New, and group registration opens online on February 1st. Please visit rym.org for more conference information, as well as resources such as the Local Youth Worker Podcast, the Track Booklet Series for students, and a number of free downloadable Bible study curricula. RYM is an independent nonprofit ministry eager to serve churches regardless of denominational affiliation. All right, Greg. So my question to you now is, as after we've gotten an overview of your book, I'd love to hear a little bit more of where the doctrine of justification intersects with the circumstances that teenagers face. Um, So in other words, why would you exhort youth ministers, whether they're paid or unpaid, whether they are youth pastors or youth ministers or small group leaders, why is it vital for youth workers to teach justification to teenagers? Well, it's at the heart of the gospel. Um, it is a core doctrine uh, about what it means to to know God and experience salvation. And so it's at the heart of everything we're trying to do and everything we're trying to communicate and model with students. And so um, if we're not talking about justification, we're not being faithful to our call uh, to 
to share the truth of the good news of Jesus. And so um, it, it's it's so important. And that's why it was exciting for me to get to, to do this, because I, I really see this book as a way to set up the folks that are doing that more important work of sitting down with students, whether it's their, you know, their kids, their own kids, um, if it's on the college campus, it's in your youth group, in a small group, you name it. Like that's that's the stuff that's super exciting that we all get really energized by when you're having those conversations where things are starting to click for the first time about what God has revealed about himself and what he's doing. Um, so, so there's that reason, but also based on what teenagers are experiencing and, 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 you know, it's not terribly different when you grow into adulthood either, but uh, we just have this impulse in ourselves to cover ourselves mm. and to, to prove ourselves. And, and honestly, that's one of the, the reasons I've loved Rooted so much is, is uh, you know, a lot of it flows out of Cameron Cole's story and uh, reference a little bit of that towards the end of the book that that idea of you don't have to prove yourself amen yes we have a sin problem and i think most students i hear that i've heard that so many times of like you know jesus died for my sins on the cross you know like you got that that's good um forgiveness is important but i think what mostly gets in the way more often is this righteousness problem um the the fact that um we don't think we have a need there you know that we don't think we have a righteousness problem we, we really do um we we um yeah we may admit that we sin um, and that we need Jesus for that, but we don't admit that we do nothing good. Mm. Um, and, 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 and there's there's no one that does good, as, as Romans tells us. And so um, talking about justification is really important because it, it opens the heart to God um, to tear away those that false righteousness and to receive the free gift of Christ's righteousness. Um, and, you know, teenagers do this and maybe it's easier for us to kind of see, ah, I see what you're doing there um, in their lives. But, man, it's true for me today, will be true until the day I die struggling with this same thing. So justification is a doctrine and um, that we always come back to um, because that's at the heart of the gospel. We, we continually need to hear it. Um, and students need to see it because there's great freedom once there's this recognition, rec- um, just recognizing that, um, hey, man, I've, I've been trying to live life um, standing on my own feet here. And and God's given me the free gift of, of standing in his righteousness and and experiencing the joy and the, and the the new life that's there, and so mm. this is something that you know we we've got to be talking about, and and has great power in it. Um, you know the the power of God into salvation, and so we we want to unleash that and 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 um, and get that get that into the the lives and hearts of our of our students. Yeah, man. Amen. I, I love how you said that. That yes, you know, and, and maybe especially for those of us who like you and like me grew up. Uh, in a church atmosphere from childhood, grasping that we have a sin problem um, comes intuitively if we take scripture at face value. Grasping that we have a righteousness problem might take a little bit more, uh, just a little bit more cognition and a little bit more attempting to cover ourselves and seeing that attempt fail time and time again. So I'm really grateful for this resource that you provided for students. And maybe my last question to you, and, and I'd love for you just to cast some vision for our listeners. Um, how has the doctrine of justification and some of the resources, some of the quotes, some of the teaching that you've got in your book, A Student's Guide to Justification, how have these things practically transformed the lives of students or helped you minister to students in the context of your student ministry role? Man, that's a great question. 
I guess I can just start with myself um, and then maybe the psyche of, of youth workers or parents even because I'm, I'm kind of wearing both of those hats to this stage of my life uh, more increasingly is, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not up to me to save these students. Mm. It's, it's not up to me to save my kids. It is the work of God, but it, it's not just something that I can say to them, but it's something that I I'm, I'm called to live out. So I love how uh, Malcolm Geit says this as uh, kind of an Anglican poet priest guy. And he talks about the difference between comprehending something and apprehending it. And, and when you grab hold, when you apprehend it, you grab hold of it and you make it yours um, so that it comes out of you, it flows out of the way you live. And so for, for justification to come, uh, you know, to, to grab hold of it, it, it means that you're, you're not, um, uh, you're not so frantic when you're with students. Um, you're able to enter into where they are, um, to, to hurt with them, to struggle with them, to be so- sorrowful with them, but, but also to hold out the good news honestly from your own experience and to, to acknowledge what, what uh, has been hard in your own life, your own sin struggles, um, your own you know, desire to, to, look, to look cool, to be uh, impressive. And um, so, I, you know, it, it goes to the heart of the psyche of a, of uh, youth workers and parents, I think, um, when, when we're trying to care for our kids. And man, I, I, I've seen it, I've uh, done this long enough now where you see, I've had students come back and serve with us um, as like summer interns in college and beyond. And man, I would not have picked them out of the lineup to do that when they were in high school. Wow. You know, you know, and, um, and I, that's one of my favorite things is like, you know, those, those times of the year when uh, students are coming back home um, now students that were in the youth group are, you know, getting married and having kids and from past times, the past, uh, uh, churches have been at and, and just to see them living, living it out, um, committed to Christ, committed to the church. And, um, you know, we did very ordinary things with them trying to just over the weeks and over the, the years. And, um, you know, I just find, I find, I find great joy in that and, and, um, uh, so, so I, I guess I would say, you know, maybe you get tired of saying the same old things, um, but don't quit saying them because, it, you know, again, this is the ordinary power of God and, and this these truths of, of justification and uh, that that transform us and help us to live it out. But it, it, it's, it's our calling to continue to hold it forth. And, you know, th- the idea behind this book is to try to communicate it fresh again in a new generation. Right? You know, so not be the last short book written on justification. <laughs> You know, and that's a good thing. You know, uh, we need to keep getting it out there. And this is just one one way of doing it. Greg, you alluded to that that this teaching and this doctrine of justification hasn't just been helpful for your ministry to teenagers, but also for you to process ministry as a parent to your children. Has this helped you at all come alongside of other parents in your church, specifically parents of teenagers you may serve and and come alongside of them in some helpful ways? Yeah, I, I, I go back a lot to my own story and just where I was at in high school. And, and I think that's helped me be patient uh, with students, um, but also just helping parents have perspective. Um, you know, I, 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 I uh, tread lightly when I go to talk to um, uh, parents of teens because I haven't done that yet. Um, I, know, I know a fair amount about teenagers, spend a lot of time with teenagers, but I've never had teenagers in my home. Uh, so I, I tread lightly there. But uh, tr- to try to give perspective and encourage them, you know, pray for your kids. You know, there were a lot of prayers lifted up for me and my brother and, you know, my brother as well. And uh, God has been very, very good, 
you know, it, the God's not done writing your kid's story. You know, um, this is a, it takes, it takes some time for these, these, these truths to be apprehended. Like I was talking about before and, and to flow out into life. And, you know, there, especially in the turbulent teen years, I mean, um, I, I think Wal Mueller says, you know, teenagers are adults trying to happen, you know? Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there, everything is turbulent in their lives, their bodies, their, 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 their hearts, everything, uh, their world. And so, you know, um, when you're in, especially, you know, 15, 16, um, it's going to be bumpy, but you know, that's not the end of the story. Um, keep praying, keep holding out the truths, keep living it out, keep repenting to, and before your kids. I mean, that's a powerful thing for me is like, uh, asking for my kids for forgiveness. And, um, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's not that revolutionary, but it really is powerful. Amen. <laughs> it's like, Oh yeah, of course you should do that. But um, I, I don't think that's just necessarily been in the DNA of a lot of people's parenting. Um, but there's a lot of power and kids are so forgiving and it really, I mean, we're called to model the gospel. And if we're not going to acknowledge the bad news about ourselves, again, the good news is not real. It's not embodied to them. Yeah. So I, I, I would just say, um, having perspective, continuing to pray, uh, modeling, modeling the gospel yourself and, and repentance with your kids. And, and, uh, God, God is really faithful to his promises, you know, mm. going back. I know we're going to differ on this. I'm a Presbyterian. Uh, we baptize babies going back to those baptismal promises, but you know, uh, it's, uh, God, God takes those very seriously and he unfolds them, um, in ways we wouldn't have, ex- we wouldn't expect him. He meets them and answers them. Awesome. Awesome. I appreciate the, uh, the, the jab <laughs> at my Baptistic ecclesiology there. I'll take it, man. I'll take it. <laughs> oh man. It's all in love, <laughs> man. What I loved about that last part of the answer, uh, in addition to the, uh, ecclesiology discussion that I, I love the gospel that it free to, to your point, right. It frees us to, uh, come alongside of brothers that maybe on some second tier stuff, we see some stuff differently on and we can celebrate mm-hmm. the faithfulness and the goodness of God, um, through and, and in spite of those differences. So I love that aspect, but I also love that you highlighted two of Rooted's, uh, pillars or core values. And that is relational discipleship with students and partnership with parents that we come alongside of parents as they are, uh, championing the truths of the gospel in their household. And, and so, uh, Greg, I'm really grateful for you sharing this conversation with us and with our listeners. And I'm grateful for all of the work you have put into writing a student's guide to justification. Where is the best place for folks to go if they want to learn more about the book and buy a copy of it? Well, it's available on Amazon. You can you get a paperback copy, but also an e-copy, a Kindle version of it there if you just search it on on uh, amazon if, if you're looking to get bulk copies the best place is probably going to uh, 10 of those or from christian focus's website directly and and you can get them for a better deal there okay um, but this, those are the main places you could go awesome that's great and then for you brother if folks just want to uh get to know you a little bit better and follow some of your ministry uh where can they go to learn more about the one and only greg meyer sure uh I'm not a big social media person, but I did, I did um, as part of the book, start a, a Facebook page called just Rev Greg Meyer, Reverend Greg Meyer. You can look me up there, um, but also have a, a website, uh, gs-meyer.com. And uh, I've got a little blog there and that's kind of the hub if you're trying to find anything I'm up to. I am uh, typing down that website now in our show notes to make sure I've got it right. Did you say gs hyphen meyer.com. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah, GS-meyer.com. There it it is. There it is. 
Well, brother, thank you so much for uh, joining us uh, on this episode of the Rooted Youth Ministry Podcast. Uh, Best wishes as your book is in its newly released stage. Um, I'm hopeful that this podcast episode will play a small part in helping get your book into the hands of youth workers and students. Um, More hopefully, I hope that this podcast will lead many people to embrace the fullness of what it means to be justified through faith in Christ. So thank you for your time and helping us do both of those things. You're so welcome, Davis. And uh, to close us out, let's go Bears. Let's go Bears. We all thank you so much for uh, listening to Greg and I talk about the glory days of uh, Hail to Thee, the best school in the land, Mercer University. Thank you for putting up with two engineers trying to have a conversation with one another. We survived and we have lived to tell the tale. Um, More than anything, thank you for listening to this episode of the Rooted Youth Ministry podcast. If you found this episode helpful or encouraging, we'd appreciate your help in bringing this grace-filled, gospel-centered, Bible-saturated content to others who might also benefit. Help us serve others by sharing this resource on social media, by leaving five-star feedback, or simply by subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts. For more grace-filled, gospel-centered, Bible-saturated resources, be sure to visit www.rootedministry.com. As always, special thanks to High Street Hymns for, for providing the music on this podcast. And on behalf of all of us here at Rooted, my name's Davis Lacey. Thanks for listening to the Rooted Youth Ministry Podcast.